Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, it's your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, we're going to continue in this episode our conversation about what it takes to scale your financial advisory practice. Now, in last episode, we talked about mindset, right? The psychology of the leader, your psychology. Today, what we're going to talk about is talent, people, and why that's so critically important. And just as a refresher for everybody, uh, in order to take your business from X to Y, you know, 500,000 to a million, million to two, two to whatever, ultimately what it boils down to is your three things. Uh, Number one, your psychology, systems, and talent. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about talent. Next week, we're going to talk about systems. So talent, i.e. people. For every one of you, including myself, it is the, by far the most quote-unquote expensive piece of the puzzle, your human capital quote-unquote cost, way more than systems, and obviously, you know, not a totally different animal to psychology. And if I look at my clients today, especially like my empire tribe, people, you know, if you look at, hey, where's the friction points, right? It's, it's finding People, finding the right people, developing the right people, investing in the right people. Because systems you can go get, right? Systems, that's that's figuring out what you need, stroke a check, bring the right people in, train it up, make it happen. Psychology, psychology. But in our industry right now, there is a real issue with talent, especially younger talent. And I think I'm going to take this two ways today. For some of you who are going to watch this, this may be something you want to forward out, uh, maybe to some young people 
And I'm not going to make this a pure recruiting video for the industry, but I think there'll be some elements that I think you're going to find valuable. So when you think about talent, there's really only two really avenues here, right? Like people that are experienced and people that are not. I will tell you right now, experienced people are very expensive because they're rare. This industry between the pandemic, 0809, you know, a lot of talent got washed out. And it's just something that unfortunately as an industry we do. So if I look at my clients today who have done a good job managing their human capital, there are a couple commonalities that I want to discuss. First and foremost, rule number one, you're always looking for talent, even if you don't think you need it. Now, what do I mean by that? The term developing a bench. So let's say you look at your team today and it's full. And so your brain goes, well, I don't need anybody. I'm good, so on and so forth. And then uh, something happens and all of a sudden you have a need. Well, now you're starting from ground zero. You've got no ads running. You've got no recruiters retained. You've got nothing. And most people will tell you in the search world today, if you're looking for like a junior advisor, you're six months out, if not more. If you're looking for uh, licensed staff, you're probably at least almost three to six months out. So my point is that like if all of a sudden something happens and you have an empty chair on your team, it's not snap your fingers and fill it. I mean, you could do that. You're not going to like what you get in most cases. So you always be seeking talent. Always be, I've got clients that literally will run an ad a couple times a year, like Indeed or LinkedIn, just to collect resumes, just to see what's out there. And, and you know, by the often chances, a rock star available. And this is the other superpower here. If you've got a rock star and you don't have a space for them, I would recommend you make a chair. You know, suck up the PL, suck up the PL a little bit and go get that talent. That's really gonna hold you back. That's number one. Number two, you gotta think about your talent and your we'll call it your org chart, your chairs on your team. You can't look at it in a quarter by quarter basis. What you've got to look at is hey, what do I need three years from now and how do I start developing it now? So for example, you know, if you know you need a junior advisor or servicing advisor, you know, in probably two, three years. Well, don't wait till you're two or three to go try to find that person. Find them now and develop them in-house. Train them, mentor them, coach them. Number one, you're gonna have a lot more weight, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot more influence to how you shape them. And you're also gonna have, you know, you have to be a little bit patient, to find the right person. One of my clients, independent guy, been a client of mine for literally 25, 27 years. Uh, you know, he's done a great job at really taking juniors in college as interns, working with them, mentoring them getting them indoctrinated into their culture. And then if they're a rock star, well, they get an offer upon graduation. And, you know, he's literally built his entire team that way because he's always forward thinking. And that's what you've got to be. Human capital is not a here and now thing. It's ultimately strategic. And you've got to be thinking three, four, five years down the road, what do I need to attract? Okay, so that's number one is again, always be, always be seeking talent. If you're looking for, and I'll share this, it's not a state secret. If you're looking for young advisor talent, don't be bashful about going to the local chamber of commerce or the local FPA or anything like that. You will find younger people there who may not be in the best situation because they were quote unquote lied to when they got recruited, shocking in our industry, but you can find a lot of talent there. I've got one client, his, you know, all of his juniors and servicing advisors or refugees from other organizations who are non-rainmakers, great human beings, but were non-rainmakers, and so basically uh, resurrected their career in this industry by finding them in a chamber of commerce.
and mentoring them and coaching them and finding a way to do it. So there's a lot of opportunity here. And look, some of you, like me, have been around a while. Hey, you all went to, I went to the chamber. We're all done. And we all laugh about it today. But you don't understand that it really hasn't changed very much. If you're a young advisor and want to physically network, what are your options? Chamber of Commerce, B&I, maybe some nonprofit stuff, maybe some charitable thing. But in the day, you know, that chamber thing's still there. Don't just bypass that. Okay, critically important. So again, always rerunning ads. Always be going ahead and seeking talent, even if you don't think you need it. Build it. Again, like what my client says, just because I put my pole in the water and I catch a fish does not mean I have to eat it. So you can have meetings, conversations, you can build up a bunch of resumes, and it doesn't mean you have a job right now or slot right now, but would it be nice to know that, hey, XYZ staff, is they're relocating because of a family situation. I've got four or five people in the last several years I've met with. I'm going to reach out to them, see if anybody wants a slot. Wouldn't that be a great situation to be in? Okay, next. Some of my clients have actually, especially if they're your larger firm, larger RIA, almost creating like a training program where we'll take somebody literally out of college and just train them up for a year or two uh, and plug them in. I think some firms have to think that way these days. Don't be afraid to do that if that's the way you need to do it. And then also let me say this. If you're bringing advisor talent, the way you came in, does not work anymore. Because I know, because I've had this battle with some of my clients. Well, you know, hey, so-and-so's coming in, they're out of college, they're gonna co-call. I'm gonna do a split with that. Like, no, that doesn't work. That's not how we do it anymore, okay? You gotta think two to three year developmental period, salary, doesn't have to be a large salary, they can't starve, but the whole idea of, well, I'm gonna give you a salary for six months and it goes away, so like that, that does not work. It just does not in 99% of the cases. And what this industry has done, it has blown through great a lot of great young people over at least in my career time because we have this kind of institutional thought of how this looks, which is about as obsolete and archaic as I could possibly tell you. If I was in front of a young person today, and I do this for my clients. So my clients say, hey, my, kid, you know, my kids think about coming to business, will you talk to them? I will always take that conversation. I am all in it on helping and mentoring young people. I will say that this industry, here comes the recruiting part. If you're a young person or a career changer, I can't think of a better place to be. Why? Number one, we're pretty recession proof. Hi, Coach Joe Lucas here, and I'm just breaking here for a moment just to do a couple quick reminders. Number one, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. In addition, please leave a, a comment or a review. Those things really, really matter. And uh, share this episode with three of your colleagues inside the financial services space. And lastly, make sure that you go ahead and claim your free membership inside of Magellan Network. Now back to this week's episode. Number two, if you look at any survey, US World News, USA Today, or US News and World Report, other places. If you look at where the jobs are gonna be in the next 10, 20 years, they're here. Because our industry is losing 260, 270,000 advisors in the next five to eight years out of a tranche of about 450,000. Think about that. Half our industry, 60% of our industry is gonna be gone before the end of this decade. While everybody's, while well, you got boomer retiring, business owners, stuff like that. So if I'm a young person, you know, I just have to get really good. And, and for a lot of you guys and gals who are younger, who may, maybe you're watching this, 
this is not like it used to be where it was a cold caller, cold walker sales game. If that's the way that the organization that you're, you're talking to is operating, there are much better ways, more professional ways, more sustainable ways to start a career. Just keep looking. Okay. However, I can't think of a better profession to be into. We're not interest rate sensitive. We're pretty much recession proof. Look what happened in the mortgage industry, right? Rates went up. It is the great bloodletting and basically layoff world over there. If any of you follow the mortgage industry, it is Armageddon over there. And by the way, sidebar, if you're looking for really, really, really good talent, detailed-oriented, time-sensitive, you know, support staff. We have had, we, I am not a recruiter, my clients have had a real good run of finding high quality people that can pick up this game, our side, pretty quickly because they're wired for, the. there's commonality between what they were doing and what we were doing in terms of just the basic approach. So always be looking at that as an opportunity. I've got clients that run ads in the mortgage section for career changers. Don't be afraid to do that. But I would tell any young person, I can't think of a better place to be going forward. So that's the attracting talent. Now, retaining talent. What does that look like? Every couple of years, I do a program called Leadership. And part of that program, we talk about nurturing your human capital. So what does that mean? And by the way, compensation, while it's a part of it, is not the only part of it. Right? Everyone of your team members, I mean everyone, needs to have a personal development game plan in budget and writing. So what do we mean by personal development? How do they get better at what they do? How do they become more valuable to the organization? What are you doing to invest in your people to make them the best versions of themselves? All those things are critically important. So remember, human capital is by far, when you look at your P&L, that line item, that will always be the largest line item for most, most entities and organizations. So it goes to think that if it's the most quote-unquote expensive line item that we have, well, what are we doing to get the best, the most return on our capital, return on our investment? And it's not just about the psychology of, well, I pay people well, so therefore they should figure it out. That is not leadership. You must, in addition to pay them what we'll call market compensation, you need to make them better. You need to reinvest them. So whether that's designations, training, coaching, whatever you need to do to make them a better version of themselves, I mean, that's what you need to do. Do not just, you know, assume things. Critically important. Remember, how you deal with human capital will, in a lot of cases, make or break your growth game. Today, like I said, what's happening for most of my larger clients, our constraint of growth right now is not opportunities, it's resources. Resources really being people. So mastering the art of people here, mastering the people game, is not something you can just outsource to a recruiter or an HR consultant, although they can help. It's got to become part of your team DNA of what you do. So I just wanted to push that out there to everybody today. And like I said, next week, we'll talk more about systems, you know, onboarding systems, review systems, all that. But ultimately, you've got to look at your people game. And I, I just want to say this. 
One question, and some of you may have members of your team that you question. Are they good enough? Are they really committed? So I'm going to give you a couple things in kind of wrapping this up. First and foremost, there's one question I have. When I've got a client who's coming to me and we're quote unquote complaining about a team member, there's always one question I ask. Knowing what you know today, if you can go back in time, would you hire that person again? And if I get like the silent pause, this kind of hem and haw, I know the answer. And just to me, it's just a matter of time when that's going to take place. So if you have people on your team and you're not happy, ask yourself, knowing what I know today, would I go back and hire this person again? And if you can't just say yes, like that, there's a message there that you need to pay close attention to. The other part, your team comes in basically three what I call flavors. And what I mean by that, it's like a spectrum, okay? The person that wants a job, that's what they, so they, I show up, I get it done, I leave, I don't think about it again, J-O-B, right? And you know what? On some organizations, you know, there's a, there's a place for them there. The second part, again, the spectrum here, the second part is career. So, you know, hey, I want advancement. I want to learn. I want to get better, right? It's not nine to five. It's whatever it takes to a certain degree. But the third one, this is what we're really after here, all of us, is the stakeholder. They act as an owner, i.e. stakeholder. It's whatever it takes. It's more than just a career. They're vested. They're vested in your vision. They're vested in your future. They're vested in the outcome. That's ultimately what we all want to hire. That should be the standard we all aspire to, to go get. But understand, well, Joe, how do you take a job? person has a job? You don't. It's like you just don't. Like they are who they are. This is how they are. Don't, don't sit there and say, well, I, I got this person has a job. How do, how do I make him become more of a stakeholder? You don't. In most cases. If you need somebody to do a job, make them the best version of that. If you've got a career person, make them the best version of that. If you've got a stakeholder, do whatever you have to do to nurture them so they never, ever, ever leave you. Critically important. Okay? So that's our conversation for this week. Thank you all for watching and listening to this episode of Magellan Network Show. I will see you all next week when we're going to talk about systems and systemizations. Thanks. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.